Edwards hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Hello and welcome back for episode number 28 of the Agents of Field podcast. I am your host, Ryan Lessman, and today we are bringing to you our NBA season preview. Yes, we know by the time you are listening to this episode, the season will be two days old, but based on the nature of having to do an MLB preview, Followed by an NHL preview. It's just, it is what it is. Um, but we hope you enjoy it. And I'm going to introduce you to our panel now. Back from a two-week hiatus, we are pleased to be joined by Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, how are we doing? Has it been two weeks? I think it was just one week. Well, I was two on... weeks since you've been on, you missed one week. Ah, fair. I was on the episode where we got everything wrong about the Major League Baseball postseason. Correct. <laughs> And this entire panel was on that episode, and we look like idiots. Uh, Anthony has not shown his face around here because he's too ashamed of his predictions. So You didn't invite him on. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then in the bottom right corner for us, uh, Eric Nybro. Eric, welcome back. How you doing? Thank you. Appreciate it. Excited to talk some hoops today. Excited. Hopefully we get that better than baseball. We'll see. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a long burn. I don't know if anybody, including us, will go back and actually track the predictions for that. Maybe we will. Maybe. But Says Mr. Excel spreadsheet. What episode number is this? Number 28, baby. How many episodes have I been on? <laughs> You've. This is your 10th. You. I think you is and Joe. Is this my 10th? You and Joe. I think Party time for Eric. <clears throat> That's Joe. Huge. Joe might be at nine. You might be at 10. You're what do you mean might be at nine? I yeah, didn't update today's episode. Um, and then as as you heard, Mr. Joe Casasa is back once again. Joe, how are we feeling? How are we doing? Yes, I am shamelessly returning after um, making poor predictions for the MLB postseason, as uh, was mentioned previously. I don't care, and I embrace <laughs> it fully. The Yankees are still alive. Still alive. Still alive. <laughs> yeah, so... We still have our one of our teams in the World Series, so uh, let's hope that they can pull it out. Um, all right, so we're going to get right into the news so we can uh, give you as much content for our NBA season preview. Starting off in football, news out of the Los Angeles Rams camp that Cam Akers has requested a trade. He's not happy with his situation in L.A. with head coach Sean McVay. It's a interesting situation going on there um we'll start with eric what do you what do you think about this do you think they're what what do you think the reasoning is and do you think he gets traded in season uh i'll, I'll take a guess on what the reasoning is it seems like uh, an effort thing it feels like maybe uh you know he he's dealing with something a little bit with the injury bug you know he had the i believe he came off the achilles he tore his whole achilles last year then he fought all the way back made it back for the postseason and i think it's still 
little banged up. Then he came into the post, uh, the uh, training camp, a little banged up too. He's he's battled a couple things, so maybe it's getting to his head. We're not really sure. Um, the for me, I feel like he's like a year away from being like, hey, maybe he can reach his potential as a high draft pick that he was. Uh, the year after the tear in Achilles feels like usually a bad one. Uh, it's kind of clunky. So whoever's getting them, I'm hoping that they got a long-term plan with them. And it's not like I need you right now and I only care about you right now. And I'm just going to run you into the ground right now because that's not going to be good for his career. Fair enough. Um, Joe, what are, what are your thoughts? Do you think he ends up getting traded before the deadline in two weeks? Or is this a off-season move and they kind of just let him stew? I mean, I can't – I don't know the Rams well enough to say whether they will or won't trade him, but if I were them, I certainly would. I mean, I've watched this dude play all season. It's just brutal. I mean, I don't I don't like his game personally. I'm not a huge believer in him at this point. Um, I think whatever team would take him would have to make a long-term investment like Eric said, and just be confident that they would have the ability to develop him or continue to develop him. But right now he's not, um, he's not useful to, to a team in my opinion. It's fair enough. I mean, maybe he gets traded for less than his value, just as insurance for a team. And that's where we go. Brian, I want you to make a prediction where who could use cam acres the most. And do you think they have the assets to pull it off the trade for him? I would love for the Broncos to pull the trigger. Melvin Gordon straight up. Melvin Gordon's a disaster. Um, that'd be fun. Um, he's obviously a lot older than Cam Akers, but uh, somebody pulls the trigger. I'm afraid Christian McCaffrey goes to L.A. and he's part of a Christian McCaffrey deal. Um, Interesting. That would that would suck, but that's that's what I'm going to go with. He's part of a Christian McCaffrey deal, and he ends up in the Ram- on the Rams. That's a very interesting take. I mean, there, yeah, there's been rumors about quite a few players, him near the top, Chase Claypool. Um, if that if that does happen, that would be. Uh, I mean, it just feels like a Rams move. Yeah, it, it certainly does. I just think that a guy who's hasn't played a healthy season in a long time, do you really want to take that on? That's tough. Uh, um, yeah, you're the friggin' L.A. Rams. You just learned that if you take risks, they pay off sometimes. It's fair, I guess, yeah, with, with OBJ. I would but, love the fit, too, for the Rams with McCaffrey. And they need another guy to throw the ball to. I feel like McCaffrey could play that duo rule. It's like a running back slash wide receiver where you can get some dude some snaps out there, too. It would go really nicely. Cooper Cup and McCaffrey would be so fun. So fun, and but I just don't know if there's any money left in that Rams salary cap. I know they'll try to find some to make it work, but I don't know if they could take another contract like McCaffrey's. Well, we will wait and see. We'll keep you updated on the status of Cam Akers, Christian McCaffrey, Chase Claypool, and all the likes who get traded by the deadline. Guy that did end up getting traded uh, after a skirmish with the interim head coach in Carolina was Robbie Anderson. They sent uh, The Panthers sent him to the Cardinals for a couple of late-round draft picks. They did this as insurance, or the from the Cardinals' perspective as insurance because Hollywood Brown was injured over the weekend. They thought it might be season-ending. It sounds like it's just going to be four to six weeks, which is best-case scenario. Uh, Eric, we'll go back to you again. This is a player you were familiar with. 
familiar with uh, with this time in New York and then in Carolina. What do, what do you think about this from the the pan, uh, the Cardinals' perspective? Yeah, wild scenes this weekend with uh, Robbie Anderson literally getting kicked off the field mid-game and getting an argument. And with his new interim head coach, not even like, oh, yeah, I got into an argument with Matt Rule, who just stunk for the last three years. No, I got into an argument with Steve Wilkes, who wasn't even here for the for part of this for the last three years of stink. Um, the I, I think he still has something left in the tank. He's not the same player we saw with the Jets. He's not even the same player that came over originally to Carolina. But can he help uh, Arizona team? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm not sure he's the savior, though, for Arizona. I don't think that's going to turn around their win-loss record or the part that they can't score in the first quarter or anything like that. Um, so it will have a slight impact. It's probably not a playoff team anyway. So I think his impact. I think his impact is going to be actually overstated because DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. So I think people right. are going to think he's making more of an effect when that offense is going to just look better simply by because Hopkins is going to be back on the field and Robbie Anderson will probably get a few extra catches because of it. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be overstated. They also don't have a super tough schedule in the next few weeks, um, to my recollection. So. I think it's going to work okay. I just can't wait for the line of people to fight the new interim head coach if that's the way out of Carolina. <laughs> that, that'd that be super interesting. Imagine next week Christian McCaffrey gets thrown out of the game. They trade him the next day. That'd be, that'd be dope. Uh, Joe, anything to add here? Yeah, I mean, I would just absolutely – do, do that myself, get into a fight with whoever I had to to get out of the development uh, pit that is Carolina football. Just That's where careers go to die, in my opinion. It's the equivalent of the Philadelphia Flyers. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I think, you know, get knowing when you need to get yourself out of a situation that's going to be detrimental to your career. That's huge. Um, well, he went guy from the that, Jets to the Panthers, detrimental to his career is what's going to be written on his tombstone. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, guy that been in the league quite a while, finally earned himself another NHL or excuse me NFL contract. Deshaun Jackson. He signed technically. He's signed to the practice squad, but they are allowed to elevate him, and it sounds like they will elevate him to their main roster. Um, for this week, they need some. The Ravens need some more throwing options after Mark Andrews. I mean, Duvernay's had a pretty nice year, um, but losing Hollywood Brown kind of uh, hurt them more than I guess they thought it was going to. Um, if Andy Isabella can get onto that team, that'd be pretty. Pride lit. of UMass, the pride of UMass, Andy Isabella. Why they got him on the practice squad? They need they need his hands. I don't know. Yeah, I, I got to get in touch with the Ravens, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a guy who played six. I think I saw sixteen. And uh, I keep wanting to say NHL sixteen NFL seasons. Um, finds a, a home for himself, even if it's just temporary with the Ravens, and hopefully he can help their their throwing game because then Lamar Jackson needs somebody else when Mark Andrews is double teamed. Um, moving over to the NHL, since I clearly want to talk about it so incredibly badly. Um, Board of Governors meeting happened this week, and Gary Bettman said to the media that the NHL salary cap could rise. It's ex- it was expected to rise $1 million this season. Could rise as much as $4 million if the escrow debt is played off, paid off by the players 
by the start of next or the end of this season, which is super interesting because that was some BS that came out of the CBA and the pandemic and um, the players needed to pay off $1 billion in debt to the owners as if the owners aren't making enough money and the NHL didn't make $5.6 billion in revenue last year. Seems crazy to me, but I mean, I guess it's what they agreed to. It's also just a negotiating it, tactic. They're not going to do that. There's no real reason for them to want to do that except to have the cap go up. But that's going to have other ramifications that the players may not want, especially if you're not a free agent next year when you could have the salary cap go up $3 million the following season. There's going to be reasons why the players aren't going to want to do it, and then the owners are going to use that and say, hey, you had your opportunity to have it go up, and even if it doesn't, then they're just going to blame the players. It's a lose-lose situation for the players. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 shady. Uh, I, I despise owners for the most part. I think they're greedy, and I think um, it hurts the players. It hurts the product, and it hurts especially small market te- or yeah, small market teams um, like the Rangers. Yeah, exactly. Just like the New York Rangers. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, speaking of the New York Rangers, Artemi Panarin currently is on a 205-point pace, which would be absolutely incredible. The quickest Ranger ever to get 10 points in a season, just four games. Just had to throw that in there. Incredible. Um, something that is pretty interesting to me um, that the LA Clippers are doing, I know we're talking about basketball later, but this was a non-management type decision. This was a business operations decision. They're launching their own streaming network. They're calling it Clipper Vision. And it's going to be the first in the NBA. Clipper Vision will, will feature six live viewing options and $199 for 74 games this even, season. So about $17 a month. If you, you know, I know it's it's just for one individual sport, $17 a month. But in term, you know, we were talking about Bally Sports Plus and those the type of things um you know and not knowing if you're going to be able to get your sport anyway it's three dollars less than valley sports plus and you can no guaranteed you'll be able to watch every non-nationally televised game of the clippers i don't know brian what do you think about this do you think this is like a good deal do you think this is good for the future of streaming what do you think it's good for the future of streaming i do think it's going to be a success i think it's balmer just having more money than he knows what to do with having six different streams one in spanish one in korean um one with just stats galore provided by aws another one with paul pierce because when you think paul pierce you think clippers (laughs) automatically um there's there's certain things that are going to be good about it i think it's let's do six different ones well one for the the korean and the spanish you you want to have um not exactly an international franchise but they're trying to be um but i think if you have if you throw out three because they have the regular broadcast with their regular sideline guys they have what they're calling baller vision i don't know why it's not called balmer vision but it's basically a manning cast um with those guys it's also got the stats one it's got a bunch of different ones i think it's let's do six see what sticks and then scale back from there and just just money's not an object for the first year or two till we figure it out and try to replicate the Manning cast. Yeah, absolutely. The Manning cast is kind of taken over. Um, I, I don't know. There was another one that was sport that was trying to do it. It might've been football. K-Rod. 
Yeah. yeah, baseball did it with with baseball. Alex Rodriguez. Well, and Amazon's doing it with like freaking Dude Perfect. Like, yeah, which is I actually love that. I watched that. That's that's literally what has drawn me to watch some of the Thursday night games. So you're the demographic. I'm trying yes. to figure that out. I love. Dude I don't Perfect. know if they made it better, but early in the season, trying to watch the K Rod broadcast was unbearable, dude. I I can't even particularly put my finger on why. Because Just Alex Rodriguez isn't it. interesting. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes when he when he uh, announces Yankees games, like he's a fine presence in the booth, but you know he's secondary uh, entertainment at that point. But yeah, him him front and center in something like a K Rod broadcast was trash, and and all the guests were really just felt like ninety nine percent old dudes who were just droning on like your grandfather did about baseball in the 70s which is like not cool after more than 30 seconds <laughs> well enough. eli and peyton will make fun of each other and like a rod knows he can't handle people making fun of him so he doesn't make fun of other people either so it, it lacks that too fact and they also you know manning cast gets people who aren't just involved in baseball they'll get other celebrities involved you know just that are fans of the teams that are playing so that's pretty cool as well um, do you think but, I think the best part of the Manning cast is just the two of them like I don't care when John Hamm comes on or Joel McHale comes on or I don't know it's just not yeah. my cup of tea the Jalen Hurts one was I guess kind of interesting but he didn't really say a lot either yeah and it's just like all of America like knows who Peyton and Eli Manning are for the most part no nobody really knows who Michael K is that much like <laughs> I do and and you know some people definitely in certain areas or follow certain teams do, but on a national scale, I don't think he's like as big of a figure. Did you hear him ripping Bob Costas? Michael K. Well, Bob Costas deserves it. No, that's fair. <laughs> but Michael K. Michael K. Michael K. Just sitting there and going, "We all know the history of this season and the Yankees," and it's just like, "No, you do, Michael K. I haven't watched a Yankees game more than three times all season." Like, yeah, Bob but Costas you know that they won it. the World Series in two thousand nine. Fair, you? fair. <laughs> but yeah, Bob Costas Bob has been taking his uh, his sweet precious time filling these broadcasts. Yeah, Bob he's an interesting dude. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have enough knowledge of him to comment, but what I have seen and heard this playoffs uh, leads me to believe that. Yeah, I'm good on that. Eric, if I play word association with Bob Costas, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Storyteller that, or old guy. Joe? Those were the two. He took mine. Storyteller. Okay. Ryan? Um full house even though i know that's not the same guy i that's, think of bob saget which makes me think of full house that's sad uh my word association with bob costas is pink eye during the olympics olympics was third storyteller though is first i feel like Dude. mostly after just watching him that whole series like when he was on tv for two straight weeks with pink eye during the russian olympics in 2018 it was hilarious <laughs> don't mind me oh boy um yeah, so we're going to move on for that. Hopefully Clipper Vision works and it starts coming to other markets. Um, I know it's you know, frustrating for me when, if, if for whatever reason, I mean, I have cable, but if I decide to drop cable, I won't be able to get MSG anymore um, and there's no streaming. So it just, I'd be boned. So um, hopefully this entices people to uh, 
or more companies to actually have their own streaming services rather than relying on your ESPNs because of blackouts and whatnot. Um, but moving on, we are going to go to our MLB playoff update. As we said before, we were totally wrong. We screwed the pooch on this one. Um, we've got the only one I think that we were right on was the Yankees. Uh, they <clears throat> they moved on. They beat the Guardians 3-2 after two days of rain and delays. We got the Mariners right in the first round. In the yeah. first round, yeah, but the only one in this, like, to the top four. My favorite part was I said if the Padres play the Dodgers, they'll get swept for nothing. It was news to me that it was still a three out of best three out of five in the in the uh, in the NLDS. So I screwed that one up. It's all good. Um, so Yankees won. Astros beat the Mariners. Padres beat the Dodgers three to one, and the Phillies beat the Braves three to one. So our matchups are Yankees and Astros currently playing game one right now. And Phillies and Padres just, I believe, wrapped up game two. Series is tied 1-1. We'll start with Brian on Phillies-Padres. Padres, I hope, and I believe. Yes, I am on the same boat. Go Padres, screw Philly. Uh, I think that both of them have had magical runs, and one of them obviously needs to end. I like Bryce Harper. Like I'm not anti Bryce Harper. I'm I just I'm not a Phillies fan. So I'm hoping the Padres, even though they're, they're a division rival, I am just hoping for anybody to knock out Philly because that city does not need any more good karma than they're already having with the Eagles undefeated, the Flyers currently undefeated, and the uh, the Phillies in the ALCS or the NLCS. Excuse me. Um, Joe and Eric, what do you think on this series? Who's going to win and who's going maybe going to be a uh, difference maker? I think the Padres will win. I, a big part of me wants the Padres to win. But personally, as a Yankees fan, I could definitely also stand to see the Phillies win and the Yankees win um, and have a repeat of the 2009 World Series, of course, with, with the Yankees then again winning the World Series. Um that, that would be poetically just for me, but uh, having the Padres win would be really cool. Rob Thompson was the uh, bench coach on that team, if I remember correctly. He was obviously the coach of the Phillies now. Uh, I'll just so, you know, we don't uh, – I don't think we're, we're big enough yet. One day we'll get there to be on a uh, – on uh, posted on social media where everyone uh, picks the other team and then the other team wins and then posts it when they win uh, that nobody picked them and nobody believed in them. Uh, so I'll just take the opposite. Just uh, I like the Phillies, just Wheeler and uh, Nola get to pitch four times. So they're hard to beat. I know San Diego beat them today. They got one, but uh, I have enough in faith in just those two guys to survive. Eric just prefaced his pick with 20 seconds of saying absolutely nothing, nothing. and then just said the pick. Like It's incredible. Perfect. That's how you do it. Um, so – you said Phillies, and then what? You what about the other series? Yankees, Astros. Oh, uh, I, I think the Astros are more talented. The Yankees at least will get some uh, help, hopefully, from Montes as a kind of reliever because they seem very thin in the bullpen right now. They only really trusted three guys um, in that series. I, I think the Astros are better, though. I think we're going to get a good series. Okay. Astros. There's the actual answer. Astros. You need me to say the actual answer? It's yes. Astros. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Joe said Yankees. Brian, what do you say? The Mariners had the Astros dead to rights, and they blew it in game one. Um, right. And then 
I, I just I just think you have to kill the Astros when you can, and I don't think the Yankees are ever going to be able to get them in that spot. I think the Astros will win. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I think it's only going to be five games. Yeah, I uh, I think the the Astros had a couple days off. Uh, Yankees going right back into it. Well, the that Yankees had help. a couple days off too. If you uh, want to get into conspiracies, well, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do that here, but <laughs> they, they played more more recently. They could have that could help them with momentum, or it could hurt them with being tired, um, especially traveling and then playing the next day. But I uh, I I, th- I think Yankees. It's going to be a long series, and maybe six or seven. But I, I'll say I'll say Yankees. Um, would you like to talk about that conspiracy or do you want to just move on? No, like I just, I don't understand why they didn't play. Um, I, I don't think there's anything too malicious to it. I know the guardians had to stay in like two different hotels because of just everybody in town. But the simple fact is the MLS played a game at city field across the city. I understand it's a very big city and those stadiums aren't exactly super close together, but the weather wasn't that bad. I don't know why they didn't play. And then because of that extra day of rest, Nestor Cortez was able to throw last night. It just smells fishy. That's fair. I mean, conditions for playing baseball. I've said it long, long. Baseball players are the weakest players of any other sport, followed by basketball. Why do you think I played Uh, baseball? Because they won't play in anything, and they'll they'll have a hangnail. They won't play. They won't play if it. I don't know, bro. It, These soccer up. players go down pretty easily too. They go, they go down, but they usually pop back up. Like they uh, go, but but they play in in conditions that like if it was spray. snowing at, at a baseball game, they'd never play soccer. They'll play. Like right, they well, play the ball. ball is, oh, game. I beg to differ, dude. I've I've sat through many a snow baseball game. I guess professional, but, but yeah, it it just it smelled. It smelled weird. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying the fix is in. I wasn't saying that. But the simple fact is the Guardians wanted to play and the Yankees didn't. And it just isn't a super fantastic look when there's a playoff game in another league being played in the same city. It was, I will say, it was pouring. I watched that game, the NYCFC game. It's obviously the team I follow in Route 4. So I watched the whole thing. It was pouring. It was coming down at some points where it was like this is bad like, i'm even surprised the soccer guys are playing but uh, soccer they just play through everything it's just like they're kind of written rules where it's weird in baseball they just don't they also should baseball, not have played, they don't try they also should not have played that game at city field that's an argument for another day yes it is where where would you have proposed they played it red bull arena you play it on an actual soccer pitch yeah i mean they they were splitting between those three stadiums all season i mean i think they played X amount of home games, the most were at Yankee, and then they played slightly less at City, and then three at Red Bull. So, I, feel I just like- I just don't understand. Like Don Garber's whole thing is the MLS. You're supposed to have a soccer specific stadium, and NYCFC just doesn't have one, and it's weird. They just can't find real estate in the city. It's just too expensive. And they they built that whole team's situation was built on where New York City's team were going to be in the city. And they just can't find a plot of land in the city. And then and now they've even expanded and they still can't get a plot of land. They've lost the Islander plot of land to the Islanders, obviously. They've lost a bunch here. I, I say level the Nassau Coliseum. Just get rid of that dump and put the soccer stadium there. But then you're again not in the city anymore. Like 
Yeah. It doesn't know. matter at that Put point. Put it on the if roof they, of the Barclays Center. <laughs> uh, if they were going to go to where the Islanders are playing, that's technically on Long Island. Obviously, I know it's the Islanders and it's not New York City Islanders, whatever. But that, that just that field at City Field, like it fits it fits Yankee Stadium fine. The, the one at City Field is just a really skinny pitch. It's weird. But like Eric said, that's another topic for another day. Yeah, we we'll, we can maybe we'll do a conspiracy. My heart is not episode. crying for Inter Miami. Like, let me be clear about that. I'm very happy if my <laughs> CFC won. Fair enough. Um, all right, so that covers our news segment. We are going to go on to Ryan's regal review. I watched a movie one that is pretty highly acclaimed as one of the best franchises. I think. Um, I just going to tell you right now. I hated it. Um, I thought that it was not didn't hold up. That movie was Ghostbusters. Oh, get out. Ghostbusters of all the movies I think I've watched since I've been doing the review. It's the, my least favorite one I watched. I didn't get it. I love the bandwagon segment, but this might be my new favorite segment. I, I think this is my favorite segment of the show now. <laughs> it's just hilarious to just listen to Ryan just describe movies. What was like there was until the final 15, 18 minutes, there wasn't a single thing that made me even giggle. And the plot was convoluted. It was stupid, in fact. Twinkies, Ryan. Twinkies. The the only thing that I think made me laugh actually in the entire movie was dickless over here and then did xyz and then they're like uh, is it true and then he goes that he's dickless yes that's not that the was... li- that's not the line what's the line <laughs> yes ma'am he has no dick we came we saw come on ryan like this is ridiculous joe have you seen ghostbusters I saw it, yeah, a long time ago. I mean, I'm not explicitly disagreeing with this one because it was never, like, my favorite growing up. But, I mean, with the types of movies, yeah, I, I don't think it's trash, you know, the, the way Ryan is uh, is kind of spelling it out to be here. I, I mean, I would I, I said previously when I watched Anchorman that I didn't like Anchorman. Anchorman at least made me laugh. I, I would rather take Anchorman. <laughs> How do you not good. like Anchorman? Like, oh, dude, I'm gonna take the show away from you. <laughs> it's crazy, but like, <laughs> I, think, I don't know. It's like Anchorman is kind of like an objectively like good comedy, and it was okay. I, I I will watch it again. I'm not gonna review it on the show, but I will I will give it another try, rewatching it and see if my opinion changes of that one. I will never turn on Ghostbusters again. If your opinion changes on Anchorman, you have to say it on the show. If it doesn't change, then you don't have to say it on the show. Yeah, if it changes, I will own up to it. What about Mr. Stay Puffed? That that was spoiled for me a long time ago. I feel like if I had watched it. Of course it was, because it's not our fault you haven't watched Ghostbusters. Yeah, and even so, like I don't think that a giant marshmallow man would have made me laugh or be interesting. I am the key master. Are you the gatekeeper? Did you at least know who Rick Moranis was? That's a no. Rick Moranis was in that movie, and you don't know who he is. I don't even know who Rick Moranis is. Have you seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? No. God, man. 
He's too young for that. Oh my gosh. You've been I, to Disney I, World? Did you ever do Honey, I Shrunk the Audience? He was in that? Yes. He was in that? That's what the movie's after. That's the premise you know of the whole was, friggin I, I film. Know, yes, Eric, I knew that. I'm not that We just dumb. have to make sure. We sure didn't sound sure. like you knew. <laughs> yes. Rick Moranis I I, was the neighbor guy across the hall that threw the party and threw the coat on top of, oh. the, of the dog. The guy with yeah. the glasses that yes, gets overtaken. Yes. yes. The gatekeeper. Okay. okay. He's, I'm he's so mad guy. at you. He was a he was a weird guy. He was he was he was the '80s version of Howard Wallowitz from uh, Big Bang Theory, to me. So you like the Big Bang Theory and you hate Ghostbusters? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. We have nothing. We have nothing in common. <laughs> I don't think that's entirely true. I just have good taste in movies. You don't. You haven't seen any movies. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Ghostbusters, garbage. Not watching it again. Watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's got Paul Rudd in it. Is that the is that the second one or was there another one? There was Ghostbusters two. Then there was the Girl Ghostbusters, and then Ghostbusters Afterlife is the one that came out last year. Okay, and do I need to watch two and the other one to no watch Afterlife? You really okay, only I need would... to watch. You only really need to watch one to understand what's going on in in Afterlife. Okay, I will watch Afterlife. I will give it a shot. I don't know if I'm going to do that immediately, but I will give it a shot. I'm so mad at you, dude. <laughs> Again, I keep going back to this. I, I I, agree with Joe wholeheartedly when he said, it's very cute when you all get mad that I haven't seen movies and then I review them terribly. It's so cute because it's just it's the way of life. Those only three things you can guarantee in life, death, taxes, and Ryan's going to shit on a movie that you probably love. So, moving on to our Infinity Gauntlet trivia question, Brian, feel free to go ahead. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Since 2002, how many quarterbacks have represented the AFC in the Super Bowl, and who are they? Mahomes. Oh, how many different? I was like, how many? Yeah, we're just naming, right? We're yeah. just gonna name. We're not gonna come up with the number. I mean, go. when you get we're to the number, name. yeah, sure. Yeah, we're we playing this as a team, or are we going individual? Because it, I was just starting. As it's a team. a team. Okay. Yeah. So Mahomes, Burrow with the Bengals. That's two. Um, Brady with the Patriots is three. Roethlisberger with the Steelers is four. Uh, 02, so does that include Rich Gannon with the Raiders? It was the year after. Oh, the year after, okay. Um, it started with Brady's, it started with Brady's first one. Manning with the Colts, that's five. Flacco with the Ravens, that's six. Anybody else feel free to participate? Manning with the Broncos again. (laughs) It's a different team, though. I don't know if that counts. Same quarterback. Same quarterback, so that doesn't count. All right, so we're at six. I know we're not that far off. Uh, I just I can't even think. Yeah, got, he named all the ones that I was <laughs> contribute so quickly, and then I watched and Oz he kept going. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think like who was in the Super Bowl, what years. It's not not going pretty well. Um. 
I apologize. You, did, Rich Gannon, does make seven. Jesus I thought God. it was 02. I thought it was. Um, Trent Dilfer was 01. Rich Gannon was 03. Davis Mills. No. Ryan Fitzpatrick. How many? Uh, no, you got them all. It's all seven. You got seven. I just oh, wanted okay. to watch you guys squirm a little bit more. <laughs> I was going no, through it in my head. Perfect. I was like, I don't think there's an. I'm not sure there's another one, but I was like, I think that if there's one more, it's one. It was Brady, Roethlisberger, and Manning for every year from 04 until 2000 and until 2020, with the exception of Joe Flacco in 13. Seven is the correct answer. Rich Gannon was the one I didn't expect you to get. Nice work. Thank you. Appreciate it. Eric's just... Ryan probably didn't know Rich Gannon was a guy. who won MVP in the league, too, at some point. Nope. I, I... Ryan, who did Rich Gannon play for? The Oakland Raiders. Nice. Who did, he, who did he lose to in the Super Bowl? The Some team in the NFC. Good call. <laughs> I... Technically, that's not the wrong answer. I want to so. press. I want to press Eric. Eric, who did Rich Gannon lose to in the Super I Bowl? I believe it's the Buccaneers. That's correct. Who was the Super Bowl MVP in two thousand and three? Super Bowl MVP in two thousand three. <sighs> this is the one piece of trivia I will remember forever for some reason. Is it Rich Gannon versus the loser? Nope. Is this one of the loser ones, or is it? I have a wild guess. Is it Warren Sapp? Nope. It was a defender, though. It was Dexter it Jackson. Was a Dexter Jackson. It's like the Malcolm had, Smith year in Seattle. Exactly. I think he had two picks and one one was a pick six. Anyway, yeah. go ahead, Ryan. Go. Yeah, that uh, you 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 might as well have asked me to like tell you a full story in a different language because that's what that was to me. Um, but we're gonna move on to our NBA season preview. We're gonna be be giving predictions and thoughts on what teams have done in the off season to improve or sell off on their teams uh we're going to go division by division we got six of them starting in the east we got the atlantic division we'll get the uh some of the hometown teams out of the way early the atlantic division we got the boston celtics new york knicks brooklyn nets philadelphia 76ers and the toronto raptors let's start with eric this is division with the nets what do you what do you think here what's uh what teams improved the most predictions on how this division plays out um i'll, I'll start with the nets because you you, you stead, started with them i finished i feel like they're gonna just finish in third they'll win 45 to 48 games they'll both sneaky you know they could compete in the playoffs as long as simmons irving and duran are there that's if keyword if there you think 48 uh, you think 48 wins lands you the three seed in the east no 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 three seed in the division uh oh. third in the division okay Oh, I think they're locked for three in the division, I feel like. Well, not locked. Uh, Depends what Toronto does. Divisions in basketball are so pointless. Yeah, divisions in basketball are pointless. That's why it was confusing because, yes, it is pointless. Um, Yeah, I I think they'll be fine. The the part that the Knicks are a five seed in this division is going to be potentially if, you know, Durant stays and Irving stays and they keep their head on and Toronto doesn't have a gazillion injuries or – Philly doesn't have a gazillion injuries. That could happen too. Um, the part that they could be fifth in this division is kind of incredible. Because they'll be sneaky. You know, they're going to play for a play-in spot potentially. Uh, uh, you'll probably see three t- of these teams in the playoffs, one in the play-in, and then see what happens with the Knicks. 
Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I went to the Knicks game last Friday. It was a preseason game. So I know you can't really count that for much. Um, despite blowing a 25 point lead after the first quarter, um, they looked decent for the rest of the game. I mean, I don't think they're making the playoffs. Maybe they'll challenge for a playing spot and ultimately like lose out on like the last day of the season, which would be typical Knicks. Um, but yeah, there's, there's too many other good teams in this division. Joe, what are your thoughts on this division? Um, I mean, I, I follow the most I follow is like really the Knicks is, uh, but you know, I agree with you. Probably not going to sniff the playoffs again this, this year, but I'm excited to watch RJ Barrett, hopefully, uh, turn into something rather than nothing. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I think the biggest additions any team in this division made Celtics added, um, Oh, the guy from the Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon, Nick's, yeah. Yeah, Nick said Jalen. They added Blake Griffin. <laughs> Definitely not their biggest addition. Um, Nick's added Jalen Brunson. Nets got back a healthy Ben Simmons. That's probably their biggest addition. Huge. Sixers were able to re-sign J- uh, James Harden. Raptors didn't really do anything significant, I don't think. So they'll be the same team they were last year. They were in the playoffs. Scotty Barnes. Be the man, hopefully. Brian, what are your thoughts on this division? Anything to add? Not a lot to add. I hate, hate, hate watching the Philadelphia 76ers. I cannot stand watching that team play. Joel Embiid is a massive flopper, and James Harden is not fun to watch whatsoever. So I will hate watch. I won't even watch the Sixers. Um, I hope the Sixers are very bad. Um, They won't be, but I can hope. Um, I think Boston wins the division. Uh, I think last night showed how Boston, good Boston can be, even though, one, I'm out altogether on the Boston Celtics City Edition jersey. That forest green didn't look good for me. And two, you shouldn't be wearing your City Edition on opening night. Oh, um, I love the City Edition jerseys. I, I thought they were dope. I, I, I agree you shouldn't wear them opening night, but I thought they were dope. I know there was a six on it. It had something to do with Bill Russell. I, I, I had- didn't like the forest green, man. I need the ugly green. I mean, it had the the thing that was really for Bill Russell was on the side of the jersey. It had 11, 11 diamonds on it for the 11 rings he won. Well, it had his number on the waistband and up above the Nike symbol as well. Well, the, the Nike symbol was a patch that they're wearing on all their jerseys this season. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I'm out on City Edition Boston Celtics jerseys, especially on opening night. Um, I Again, I do not like the Sixers. I think the Nets will be a borderline playoff team. Um, but I think Celtics won. I think the Raptors are going to be sneaky good, as the Raptors have a tendency to do. But I think this division actually gets four teams into the at least the play-in. Okay. Yeah. yeah look, looking at the other divisions in this conference, uh, I don't see a ton of, you know, promising. Like you can guarantee they'll be in. The, um, the Central only has one guarantee. Yeah, and that's the Bucks. So we'll move on to the Central now. We got the Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers, Milwaukee Bucks, Indiana Pacers, and the Detroit Pistons. Bucks are the only guarantee in this division. I think Cavs and Bulls have a chance to be good. Pacers, Pistons, I don't think are really going to be that good. Pa- Pistons, honestly, or sorry, pa- Detroit Pistons may actually be better than the Pacers. That's my bold take. Not saying much. I don't think that's too bold. I don't think so either. <laughs> no, the Pistons are good, man. Like, it's like saying the Rangers are going to make the playoffs. Mm. Like, there's like a small chance that it doesn't happen, but like it's probably going to happen. The Pistons yeah. are a year away, but Cade Cunningham is awesome. He's really good. Yeah. 
and they they stocked up at the draft where they have two or three first round draft picks this year. Um, they got they had fifth overall. Um, I, I think yeah, they're going to be good this year. I think they're going to be I, a I fun league pass team. I think they might yeah. sneak into a into a play in um, if Cleveland takes a step back. Um, it depends on how good Donovan Mitchell is. Is how good the Cavs are going to be. And I, in my opinion, Donovan Mitchell's really good, um, but I just don't think that supporting cast around him is very good at all. So I think the Cavs will be borderline, but I think the Bucks are going to be a juggernaut again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think uh, the Bulls are an interesting team. They have a lot of talent, but their talent gets injured a lot. That's their biggest issue. They can't stay healthy. Um, so... The Bucks are guaranteed here, Joe. You have any differing opinions on this division, or you know, what 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 are your thoughts? No, yeah, I mean the Bucks were a force uh, last year. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't be again this year. Uh, and I think, like uh, like has been said, Cleveland will be interesting to watch, um, even though it is kind of just Spider over there. Um, I'm I'm excited to see whether he can lift up the other players around him or whether it'll turn out to be kind of a Maroon 5 situation where it's like, who else is in this band besides the lead guy? <laughs> Fair enough. And that I was wondering where that was headed. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. That up Yeah. Name another name another member of Maroon 5. Uh Maroon 4, 3, 2, 1. <laughs> I'll loan you twenty five dollars on the spot. Hey man, the tri- the <laughs> trivia question is over. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I agree with you. The Bucks are really the only. I know I've said it already. Eric, any any additional thoughts on here before we move on? Because this this division is not super interesting to me. Sure, I will. Uh, if the Bulls can stay healthy, they'll be fighters. I just think that they've already had injury issues. Uh, Lonzo's out for a little bit. They're already uh, starting to go the wrong way before the season. I like the Cavs. I think they're the sixth seed. I, I do think that as long as Mitchell, Allen, and Garland stay healthy, that that's gonna be that's gonna be a team that's probably the sixth seed at the end of the day. Bucks, I think they're the number one seed at the end of the day, just because this division's a little easy between Pacers and and Pistons, who are both kind of gonna stink. But the the Pistons really have a chance at that ten seed if they really take a leap. We'll see what happens. And then the Pacers, this is the first team. Wambanyama watch, end of the year, got to be ugly. A lot of role players that aren't even going to be playing. It's just going to be guys you've never heard of in a million years uh, that should be playing in the G League or maybe Europe playing for an NBA team uh, just for tanking purposes. Oh. Pistons are, uh, Pistons are the nine seed. Big on the Bucks. Pistons yeah, are the P- nine seed hosting the first play-in game. It's going to be awesome. I could see that. Interesting. I'd love that. Um, yeah, so let's move on to next division um, because I'm done talking about this division. I don't like it. I don't. On to the Southeast Division. We've got the Charlotte Hornets, the Washington Wizards, Orlando Magic, Miami Heat, and the Atlanta Hawks. Um Heat are going to be what they were last year. I think they're going to be a juggernaut. They're going to be the number one seed in this division. 
Uh, I really like the Hawks. I think they added a n- nice piece to complement Trey Young and Deontay Murray this offseason. They've added some other guys. I uh, I like the Hawks. I think that they could at least be in a playing spot. I think they'll probably end up in the playoffs this year. Um, a play in a play in for the Hawks is a yeah. failure. If they're only in the play in, they failed. So, yes, absolutely, because they added a lot of nice pieces and a lot of they're developing a lot of nice pieces down there. Um, I just that would be my team from this division that I'd like to actually see. If there's going to be anyone to usurp the Heat, I think. I don't know if the Hawks can do it, but they were the only team that would have a shot. Joe, thoughts on this division? Um, yeah, I don't like the Hawks because I don't like Trey Young. So I'm totally fine with the Heat just steamrolling them, but that's more of a personal bias. Okay, that's fair. Um, I don't think anybody else in this division, the Hornets have all kinds of problems on and off the court, legal drama, um, just injuries. They couldn't find a head coach for a while. I think the the Hornets are not going to be very, very good this year. Um, and then the Wizards and the Magic are just the Wizards and the Magic. Paolo Banchero should be pretty interesting um, with the Magic, but I don't think he has enough of a cast down there to actually make any noise. Brian? We're back to the old days of the Eastern Conference has – three or four good teams and then really crappy at the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I understand the hate for Trey young. I personally love the dude. I think bringing in Deontay Murray is going to help him not have to be the man all the time. But if one of those two guys gets hurt, it's going to go off the rails, but if they can both stay healthy, I, I do think that they can play well together. Um, I do think Orlando is going to be sneaky for a little bit in the first half of the season. Um, just because they don't have – I just think they're going to have a lot of energy and then they're just going to run out of it. Miami didn't improve, which, granted, they got all the way to Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals and were a, a heel away from potentially winning that game. But a lot of other teams did get better, and I'm not sure Miami did. I think Miami wins the division, but I don't think it's impressive, and I don't think Miami makes a lot. I don't think Tyler Hero can take another step up. I think we're reaching the ceiling, and I don't know what else Miami can do. I don't, I, I don't like Jimmy Butler, so it's kind of Joe's whole thing of I'm picking against them because I don't like their best player. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's kind of that's where I'm at. I don't think the Heat got any better, and I think Boston did, and I think Philly did. And I think Brooklyn, if Ben Simmons is anything, can can push Miami as well. So a first-round matchup won't be easy. Fair. Eric, what are your thoughts on this? Because No, uh, I agree with not- Brian, actually. I, I think the Heat, as a playoff team, are going to fall back 100%. But Heat, like, winning the division, they shouldn't have any problem. There's tons of winnable games between Hawks, Heat, Wizards and Hornets and the Magic. Like, there's a ton of winnable games uh, in that little stretch. And all you have to do is really outplay those teams in the fourth quarter and they'll be fine. Um, so I don't see uh, them having a hard time in the division. I do see them having a hard time in the playoffs. So uh, I do agree. Actually, I'm, I'm with Brian on the Magic, too. I think they could be a sneaky little team that competes hard, maybe like the Knicks a couple years ago. They're not going to make the playoffs because that was just a weak league and coronavirus and a whole bunch of other things. But, you know, play hard. 
They have Paolo. If he really uh, shines, why not? The Hornets just look like a mess. Shout out for James Booknight getting arrested four times for speeding in one year. Over 100, I think, on pretty much all of them or something like that. Good. Um, but that's pretty bad. That's brutal. I'm actually surprised that hasn't been more of a news story. Um, Bridges is a huge loss for them, and they're pretty much banking on Gordon Hayward staying healthy, and that's just a really bad bet. One team uh, we that's a, sorry, Eric. You know, go ahead, go ahead. We did not talk about Washington. Um, remember yeah. those stat lines that Kevin Love was pulling in Minnesota when they were very bad? That's what Bradley Beal's going to do. People are going to talk yeah. all season about Bradley Beal's stat lines, and it's just not going to reflect in the win column. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Bradley Beal right. in, in Washington together. Porzingis seems... ain't going to stay healthy, man. Porzingis no, is going to be throwing up them 20 and sixes like it's nobody's business, and Beal's going to be throwing up 35, and they're going to lose every game by 20. Yeah, I, I think that's just not going to work. I think as the, those two as your, your big guys. Uh, I want it to work. Porzingis is fun, and Bradley Beal's way fun, but I don't think Porzingis can stay healthy. No, God, no. He's uh, he's one injury away from, I think, being a career bench player, scrub, dead. Like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not in on the Wizards. Sorry. But, all right, be. with that, let's, let's move to the West. We'll go to the Northwest Division first. This is Brian's division. You know, he's this division has the Thunder, the Timberwolves, the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Trailblazers. Brian, as a Jazz fan, somebody who lived in Denver for a little bit, Nuggets, somewhat Nuggets fan. Um, what do you think about this division? Oh, the Jazz are going to be one of the worst teams we've ever seen in the history of the NBA, like rivaling the mid 2010s Sixers. The Jazz are going to be awful. Tank for Wembenyama is in full effect. Uh, Minnesota has a lot of hope. Portland, a, a healthy Damian Lillard carries a team unlike anybody else in the league, it feels like. Um, Denver's really, really good if they stay healthy. Uh, but yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota, we're going to have two playoff teams from this conference. The Thunder, no. Um, and Portland could be a fringe playoff team. Um, but Denver's really good, and I think Minnesota's going to build upon last year. That's fair. Um, I, I don't know. <clears throat> Portland trading away CJ McCollum just doesn't seem like they're a team that's really going to be able to make the playoffs. He was a big complimentary piece there. I don't know. I don't see it. I also think uh, the what you call it, Rudy Gobert experiment is going to backfire sooner rather than later. Maybe not this year, but the life of that contract is not going to end well for Minnesota. Is Eric, it, this is the first year Dame's playing oh. for like sixty million a year. Like, I do think Dame's going to have something to prove. So, I think I, that's what carries Portland to at least be competitive. I like Dame, so I hope so. But, too. Eric, what are your thoughts on this? Between the division and uh, that, I think there's some wins all over the N uh, NBA. I I think Minnesota is going to come out somewhere on the right end, even if the experiment doesn't work. I think Minnesota has enough talent to be good enough where they're going to go on some runs and some stretches where they're like, oh, it looks kind of promising. Uh, but I think in the end, that probably ends up being the sixth seed somewhere in there, maybe a seven as a play-in, seven, eight, and they get the play-in home game. 
I do like Denver as the top dog in this division. They won 48 games with just Nikola Jokic last year. If they get anything from Porter and Murray, I don't see why they wouldn't be incredible. Um, and you're looking at a potential team as the number one seed, and then Jazz will absolutely stink. They're going to be, oh my goodness, they're going to be so bad. And then uh, the Thunder, one day it will happen. It's not going to be this year. Uh, too bad on the Chet Holmgren thing. Because it would have been really fun to watch him. And the 15 doesn't. Uh, Portland, uh, I would love to see what Damon Lillard does, but I, I don't know if he's got it in him anymore to be, hey, I'm going to 82 games this and I'm going to drag my team into the playoffs. It's fair. Um, I, I think the Thunder would be fun with Chet Holmgren. I think that they just need to finally start using some of those draft picks. I mean, when you're making trades, for players that end up getting bought out by either you or the other side, it's literally just to reduce the amount of money you have to buy out. It's it's stupid. Your team's not making the playoffs. Lou Dort, um, baby. Lou Dort. Joe, anything to add on this division? Yeah, I mean, to me, just from a relatively outside perspective, the Chet Holmgren situation, wait, wait, towards ACL in the... In the pro-am game, I think. Yeah, that feels like the type of stupid bad luck that could just doom a franchise for for so many years to come. (laughs) I thought that was so unfortunate. I was uh, excited to see him play as well. Um, And obviously, uh, they invested very highly in him. And for him to just go down in such an unnecessary way, um, just feels so stupid. Yeah, I... I think that that situation totally could have been avoided. Um, but here we are. Thunder will have another year of being really bad as opposed to just a little bit bad. But we can't blame we'll- him. Like, LeBron was playing in that game. Like, if LeBron's going to play, Chet Holmgren gets to play. So, I mean, it, it is it is bad. Well, I- it is bad luck. Like, absolutely. But we can't be too hard on him for playing in the game. No, absolutely. It's just the type of thing where, like, yeah, you expect it to go well. And right. nine, ten, nine times out of ten, it does go well, and you're like, fine. It's just the one time that it goes wrong, you're gonna have to look back at that and be yep. like, could have just not played. Yep. Yeah, and I think it's it's slightly different. I mean, yes, LeBron played, but LeBron is LeBron. LeBron's gonna do what he wants. Chet Holmgren is going into his rookie year. Like, did he really need to play? I know it's like you know good to show he's playing with the pros, but like, I don't know. It is when shoe companies are paying more of your salary than the teams are. Fair. Fair. Um, all right, so let's move on to the to the Pacific Division. Basically, all the California teams and the Phoenix Suns, uh, the L.A. Lakers, L.A. Clippers, Sacramento Kings, and the Golden State Warriors. This seems to me like it's a two-horse race between the Suns and the Warriors. Maybe the Lakers and Clippers can be competitive. I mean, they both have really great talent. I mean, the Lakers got... LeBron and AD Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George. Um, and obviously the Warriors and the Suns are who they are. But I don't know. Lakers just seem like a team that just isn't going to be able to put it together while LeBron is still there right now. Yeah, I don't know. Joe, we'll start with you on this division. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with your assessment of the Lakers. They feel like a team that's just oddly stuck in limbo right now and i feel like lebron of course has a big effect on that because his gravitational pull so to speak is so heavy that it just completely envelops whatever organization he's in at this point um 
So, of course, they got balled on last night. I mean, I think it'll be interesting. Did they did they start Russell Westbrook last night? Cause yeah, the, he started. I think so. Yeah, I think they had talk of um, maybe playing him off the bench, which uh, which I think would be interesting to see how that goes if they tried that. But um, but he yeah, did, he uh, did start. He played. He played thirty-one minutes. They also started yeah. Patrick Beverly, who played twenty-five. Oh, yeah. That's a bad combination. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that on another episode. Um, how bad that's going to be. But Joe, I'm sorry, cut you off. No, yeah, I was, I was pretty much uh. Yeah, end, I but the rest of the division, you kind of in agreement on. Warriors, Suns are going to be at the top. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think there will be any uh, real surprises here. Fair enough. Uh, Eric, thoughts on this division? Tell me, yeah. you have the Kings in the playoffs, and I'm immediately kicking you from the show. Oh man, I could leave right now if I just said the Kings are going in the playoffs. All right, sounds good. I could do that. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I do think the Kings are going to be frisky. They'll, they'll be some fun this year. Uh, Fox looked good with Sabonis at the end of last year. They got some more shooters. Uh, honestly, they can they can, they can can have a little fun fun couple of games. There's going to be a couple 141, 135s with them. Uh, I think the Lakers are destined for fourth place in this division. Just look at their bench. Watch some, Look at some of the names that they played last night. It's uh, it's atrocious. It's unbelievable how bad that that roster is when, when you get past LeBron and AD. Uh, and then I, I think the Clippers will be sneaky good. Listen, Ty Lue, good head coach. They won a lot more games than they should have last year. That team was not that talented. That team should have been nowhere near a playing game, and yet there they were. And now they get Kawhi and Paul George uh, for hopefully the season, hopefully even if they play 60 games. Uh, but the Suns and Warriors seem to be the class with the Clippers just underneath it. Uh, I do think the Suns aren't going to win 60 games like they did last year. They're going to fall somewhere in the low 50s. Uh, and the Warriors, everything looked good last night. No complaints, even at the Draymond punch, Jordan Poole. So, so far, so good with them early did on. You, they'll, they'll be really good. Did you guys see that out. video of Draymond rolling up with the green suit and then somebody made, basically made it into a green screen and just like photo like imposed different images onto he his knew, green suit. He knew exactly what he was doing when we wore a green suit. But yeah. Joe, think about when you jumped on the Draymond bandwagon the night that that news broke that he hit Jordan Poole and what that turned into. <laughs> it, it, wild. I mean, and then the, what was it? We found out he did it, and then the next day we saw the video. Like, wow, wild. I, Brian, anything to add on this division? I can't stand Draymond Green. I love Steph Curry. I can't stand Draymond Green. Uh, I think you are vastly underestimating the Clippers. Um, I, I'm with Eric. I think the Suns take a bit of a step back. I do think the Robert Sarver stuff is enough of a distraction that the Suns are third in the division. Right. I think the Clippers are really good. I think the Clippers are like four seed, three seed good. I would hop more on the Clippers if it wasn't for, like, we haven't seen Kawhi in two years, pretty much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, I mean, but every time I've Clippers. doubted Kawhi, I've I've regretted it. So I'm just going the other way here. I think the Clippers, like, obviously it all hinges on, on Kawhi, but I think the Clippers are going to be really good. My concern, yeah, is, is Kawhi's health. I mean, when he was healthy, even before, when he was with the Spurs, before he went to, the, to Toronto, he was my favorite player in the league by far. Like I, I love that man, but he just his health is the issue. And if he stays healthy, the Clippers are yeah, they're way better than we think. But, but um, I also 
Like, I'm not kidding. I think the Kings hang around the 10 seed for longer than they have business hanging around the 10 seed. Uh, Kings finish above the Lakers in the division. I think LeBron plays. Wow. I think LeBron plays half or less than half of the season. That's what I think is going to happen. Wow. That's a bold take. I like it. We like bold takes. The man doesn't get hurt, but he's going to get hurt. Just bad, bad karma. Um, so, all right, let's, since that division's pretty simple, let's move on to the Southwest. This division could go a lot of different ways. You've got the Rockets, the, the Spurs, the Mavs, the Pelicans, and the Grizzlies. Mavs are number one team in this division. I think pretty decidedly. Um, Grizzlies, probably the number two, followed by the Pelicans and then Spurs, Rockets. Rockets are going to be so bad again this year. I just I don't see them being. They traded Spurs their only aren't good be player. Much better man. No, but I guess the Rock, the Spurs did the same thing. They traded their like only really good player. Um, but I, I think the Mav, this is the Mavs division to lose. Wembenyama makes people do weird things, including Popovich. Yeah. Including Popovich lose games. Like they're gonna yeah. be they're gonna be bad. The two teams I really could see Wembenyama on like like if I'm envisioning his name on the back of a jersey. It's the Spurs and the Pistons. I mean, not, sorry, Spurs and the, the Pacers. Like those are the only two teams I really see. Even though the Rockets are going to be bad, I think somehow they'll be so bad that they'll even lose the lottery. Don't do that. To so me. don't do that. To uh, me. Just saying. Um, uh, go ahead. I have Dallas winning the West. I have Dallas as the one seed in the West. Uh, with the Nuggets as the two seed, with the Warriors at three, Clippers at four. Uh, I think Dallas is going to be balls to the wall all season. I think Luke is going to win MVP, and I think they're going to flame out in the playoffs because they're just going to be so tired. But I think Dallas is really good. I think New Orleans is going to be okay. Zion's looking fairly healthy and skinny. Um, I think Memphis is going to be – I think Memphis is the team that everybody loves that isn't going to be able to meet expectations. I think they'll be – good but they won't be top four top five seed um i think dallas is the one seed in the west by the end of the season does not mean they're going to win the championship but fair enough joe we'll go to you next what do you think of this division um as someone who knows slightly less i definitely thought uh even with the controversy that the warriors would do um pretty well maybe even in spite of it uh, so I could very well see them being the one seed. But, I mean, Brian makes up a good point. Uh, Luca could very well go off this season um, and have the Mavs way up there. Um, but I, I, I still think that the uh, that the Warriors could take it all. Fair enough. Eric, thoughts on this final division before we go for predictions? Yeah, I really like the – I like the Pelicans roster between Zion and uh... – and McCollum and Ingram, they could win a lot of games regular season, and then as long as those three are kind of healthy in the playoffs, they could do some damage there. So I do like that uh, that trio, we'll call it. I'm not going to pick them to win the division. I like Memphis a little bit more to win it all. I do think they'll just be stable. I don't think they'll be as good as last year, but still pretty good. Dallas is my swing team. Dallas is I, – I could see see what Brian's saying where they could be all the way number one seed. Luke is the MVP, but I could also see them playing in the playing game, and Luke is incredible, and that Christian Wood experiment just doesn't work. And they lost Brunson, and that's a huge deal. And Hardaway's not healthy uh, or doesn't look the same 
post injury, I could see that too. Uh, I think they're totally big swings, so I think they land somewhere in the middle in that four, five, six range. Luca, though, I believe this this is going to be an incredible year for him. And the Spurs, this is this is going to show how good Pop of a coach really is. Is he? Like, it's a little feels like a little Belichick. It's like, how good really are you? Can you get some wins out of this team, or are you just going to completely tank? I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then Houston's just going to be this weird, funky 12 seed that's going to surprise a team or two, but uh, not win many games. But can't you see Wimbenyama playing for Pop? Oh, like, I think, I think, and I think, yes. I think Pop has 100%. enough understanding of basketball. He invented what, it, what do they call it? Uh, resting player what's a uh, load management like load management, yeah. so i mean i just feel like pops i i think he even knows it's probably better for his career like it depends on how long he plans on being around but when Benyama playing for pop is something the nba oh. would want he's he's gonna be around forever i mean he's basically santa claus with that beard like santa claus can't die so until he passes it on because of the santa yeah. claus Ah, is that like the CBA, the Santa Claus? You haven't seen the movie, The Santa Claus? No. Oh my gosh, Ryan. That will be the Christmas episode. Uh, Just breaking news. We're taking the entire month of December off so I could watch every Christmas movie that I haven't seen ever before I get roasted. So you're going to review a Christmas story in like March? Christmas Story is probably the old, one of the only ones I've actually seen. Christmas Story and the new one that's like maybe a year old on Hulu or Netflix, Holiday. I think those are the only two. No, I'm just kidding. There's plenty of other ones I've seen, but not the good ones probably. Let's move on before I embarrass myself. Um, more late. than I already have. We're going to give our NBA Finals prediction, NBA Finals MVP, and one player you think is traded by the end of the season. We'll start with Eric. Finals, finals MVP. Finals and finals winner, MVP. One player traded. All right. Finals is Bucks. MVP's Giannis. I have them winning. I just need to pick a team in the West that they're going to beat. League MVP or finals MVP? Finals MVP is Giannis. Uh, I'll take... Tatum for league MVP. That's an interesting one. I'm going with that one. And I will take the... Denver as the team that loses the championship to the Bucks. Okay. I'm banking on that Porter Murray in there. And then uh, t- the guy that gets traded is... Um, let's go with Damian Lillard. Interesting. Nobody in the league can take on that contract, can they? I mean, I guess I you, you just figure can, it but out. But somebody be, will figure it out. That'd be nuts. I'm just going off the top of the dome on that one, where it's probably could have went a lot of different ways. But I'm going to go with Lillard just because I think that they're not going to be that good, and we're going to get halfway to the end of the year, and it's going to be like, okay, um, I could either go somewhere else and have a nice little run here for a year or two, for three or four more years, or I can keep stinking this, and I don't. Dude, you know that who, doesn't make any sense. You know, who, let's carry this a little further. You know who could make those salaries match is the Lakers. The Lakers. You you package Westbrook, which is forty five million, and you're already three quarters of the way to Dame sixty. Right. 
Dude, that'd be interesting. The problem is they only have the two first-round picks, and I feel like that's going to take more for Lillard. So Lillard's probably a bad bet just because that contract and the the pick number amount it's going to be. But be fun. If Beal could get traded, it would be Beal, but (laughs) he can't. He can't get traded. Fair enough. All right, Joe, give us your predictions. Um, I like the Celtics going back to the finals. Uh, I think they're pretty nice. Um, and I think although there could be better regular season teams, uh, that they'll end up going against the Mavericks. And who wins? Uh, with the Celtics winning, sorry. Okay. And then who's your MVP of the finals and who do you think gets traded during the season? MVP of the finals. I will, I'll go with Jason Tatum. That's kind of a middle of the road answer for the two uh for the two teams that I put in the finals there. Um it's kind of boring. I think maybe the Pelicans aren't as good as they are expecting to be and Zion gets traded. Bold. I like it. Is he on the final like he's it. on the final year of his deal, right? That would make sense, yeah. honestly. It'd yeah, it's hard I mean, to pass I, up that money. He's on the final year because Barrett just signed his extension and they're the same draft. So yeah, it's, uh, it is. Yeah, I mean, Eric's right. The only thing that makes sense is he does sign that extension, but you lose a lot of money if you don't. But it really seems like Zion doesn't want to be there. Okay. Um, Brian, give us your predictions. Eric kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit. I really thought, uh-huh. yeah, picking the Nuggets in the West, I think I'm going to stick with it. Um, I think. They finally are able to stay healthy. I think Nikola Jokic is the MVP, except for nobody wants to vote for the same guy three years in a row, which is why Luka wins it. Um, I think they do lose. Man, he said Bucks too. I don't want to do that. And you said Celtics. Um, I, I really do think Bucks celtics is the Eastern Conference final. Um... That's what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Celtics over Nuggets. Jalen Brown goes off for two random games and wins MVP. Just so it's not Tatum. And then one player that gets traded. Kevin Durant. I think. I think things aren't fixed whatsoever, Um, and I think finally somebody pulls the trigger, and I think it's Miami that pulls the trigger. Just by the way, for the people at home, they're down by 20 right now. In the fourth the quarter. Pelicans at home. Yeah. Not, yeah. not a great it start. Could be ugly. Could be very ugly. I don't think I said it, but I do want to say I think the Bulls are going to be not good. And I know we kind of talked about it, but I think the Bulls are going to be like 28, 29 wins bad. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it all depends on the health because Lonzo, DeRozan, Zach Levine, they're all not necessarily injury-proof players. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to go a little bit different. Uh, in the East, I'm taking the Heat. I think that they will make a trade. That will put them over the edge. Kevin They'll Durant. end up making it. The, <laughs> Kevin could be Kevin Durant. Could be somebody else. Uh, so I'm going to take the Heat in the East. And... Somehow they do it every freaking year. Give me the Warriors, Heat Warriors. Um, I and I say, 
like you kind of have to say Jimmy Butler, but I think it could be Bam. Bam could end up being the Finals MVP if he goes off, and you know, you have the Heat beating the Warriors. Uh yes. Wow. I think if the Warriors get there, I don't think there's any way they lose. That's just... happened before, not frequently, but it's happened. So that's fair. Um, and the player I think gets traded this season, um, Julius Randle. I mean, he's very obviously wanted out Ooh. for a while, and I think that. You know, if they could find a team that was just willing to match salaries and just get a fresh start, that he's a guy that'll be off the Knicks. Um, when is, I don't think they want. When is he off the books? Not next year, but the year after. Oh no! Yeah, it's yeah. Still three years. Is it three? Two or three years. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I, thought it was I think only he's two. the first. It's uh, first of four. He finished fourth. Uh, first of four years last year, so he's now on two. So after this year, he'll have two more years. So yes. if he can find some kind of matching contract, no matter what it is, or similar to match. Yeah. But, all right, that is our NBA season preview. We have one more segment. We have our Bruce Banner's bandwagon. I know, it's crazy. Either it's all a joke or none of it is. Best of both worlds. Oh, God. Listen to your mom. All right, so we are going to start with Joe tonight. You bandwagon, you're jumping on. Bandwagon, you're jumping off. <clears throat> yes, sir. I went um, NFL owner-themed for my Bruce Banner's bandwagon segment. Um, I'm going to be jumping. This is something I never thought I'd say. I'm going to be jumping on the Jim Irsay bandwagon. Uh, he had the bravery to call out Dan Snyder over what is essentially blackmail. He was like, I don't care what you do. Everyone already knows how uh, all the skeletons in my closet, so to speak. So, sure uh, do. <laughs> so I, I, let's get rid of them. I have nothing to lose, said Jim Irsay. And I respect the, the heck out of that. That is the only way that you can uh, negotiate with people like Dan Snyder. Um, on the flip side, I will be jumping off Jerry Jones bandwagon not that i was really ever on it but i'm definitely off of it um he screamed an expletive at robert Kraft in the meeting he, uh between nfl owners that was had recently you don't want to f with me or something like that was said um apparently it was, it was described as he was in the midst of a losing power struggle i don't know sounds weak af to me uh jerry jones always a, always a sketchy type of guy uh i don't want to be associated with any bandwagon uh about him when it's reported that the losing power struggle is he wants goodell out and robert Kraft and others do not yeah would be interesting very interesting some honeymoon for robert Kraft, huh <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, i mean right. that's his fault for getting married and during the nfl season it's all to take down Brady. Oh, boy. He's taking himself down. He doesn't need anybody else to see that for him. Uh, he Brian, has seven. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't, honestly don't know what I'm in on. Uh, that's not true. I'm in on House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones. Uh, I think they really know how to keep the attention of something big happens every single week. Um, I think it's a fun show. Um, I am very much out on Greg Burhalter a month before the World Cup. 
I think he has no idea how to build a roster of the best players. I think he knows what system he wants to play, and he tries to put players who don't want to play that system into that role. I think the United States is going to get absolutely embarrassed at the World Cup. I think we're going to draw with Iran, and I think we're going to lose the Wales and England, and it's going to piss me off. And then he'll finally get fired. Uh, I hope yeah, I'm wrong, I think that's, but I'm afraid that I'm going to be right. I think that's been a common theme ever since he was hired, pretty much, that people just have been like, what the fuck? Like, what is this guy? Um, and I think he had some success there for a minute that made it go away, but now it's definitely creeping back in. He's fired before the end of the calendar year. Obviously, he's not going to get fired before the World Cup, but he gets fired before December 1st, even probably. Bold. Bold. I don't know. I actually don't know how bold that is. I think it probably could. Well, happen. December first is bold because they play thanks the Friday Thanksgiving England, and that's the first game. So that's the that's, that's very the second bold. Game. That's the second game. We oh, play the, we the play second the game. 20, oh, I thought England. Yeah, was we the play the twenty first, the twenty fifth, and the twenty eighth. So he gets oh, okay. back from so Qatar on the thirtieth, and then he's fired on the first. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Or, let me that's use the correct one. term. It's soccer. He's sacked. Yes. It's American soccer. He's fired. <laughs> Eric, go ahead. Uh, hopping on the bandwagons of uh, running the football. It seems like the NFL is going in that direction. Teams that are winning are running the ball because every team is defensively trying to play too high to stop the big plays. So we've seen successes like the Jets, the Giants, the Eagles, the Cowboys. Even the Titans and Colts somehow have three wins apiece. Uh, Seattle has been able to sneak a couple wins just by running the, the living daylights out of the ball. Uh, San Francisco, obviously pretty good at that too, even though they took an L this week. Atlanta, uh, list goes on and on, right? Uh, I think I'm hopping off of whoever this umpire is who's in, uh, game one of this ALDSCS game between the Yankees and the Astros. This has been one of the worst, uh, umpire games I've ever seen behind the plate. This is pretty bad. Both sides, not, not, not homerism on the Yankees. Both sides. There's been some ugly calls. Fair enough. Ryan, can um, I also jump on the bandwagon of Arsenal? They're really freaking good, and they might actually win the league. Mm, fuck those guys, but whatever. That's fine. You're allowed to. You're allowed to like shitty teams. They're good. So, um, bandwagon. I am. <clears throat> excuse me. Jumping on is going to be uh, the amazing race. I started watching it recently, and it's pretty good i like it um i'm pissed off that they don't have all the seasons on paramount plus but i will find a way to watch them all i think it's you know a survivor-esque show but more adventure you get to have more countries pretty cool and you don't have to live in the woods um bandwagon i'm jumping off and i could not i could not be more vehemently against this and i want to Rip my TV off the wall. Can you say that word again? Be hit him or god damn it. Now I no, I'm not gonna be able to say it <laughs> vehemently. There you go. Um I, I wanted to rip my TV off the wall, game one of the NHL season. What the fuck is with these goddamn digital ads on the dashboards? <laughs> they're and not ESPN's, that bad, dude. They're fucking terrible. At least in soccer, they have them and they're not directly on the field. Players are literally getting lost in the green screen because you're right up against them. They're shaking mid-play. They're ad animating mid-play. I cannot stand them, I, especially when they're on ESPN because ESPN does not know how to cover hockey. Their announcers suck, 
everything about ESPN covering hockey absolutely fucking blows. And I cannot stand the digital ads. So miss me with them. When you keep comparing it to soccer, it's not the same thing. Cause in soccer, they truly are just television boards. Like they're not a green screen. They literally no, are just that. the boards. But these, like, you've seen on Twitter a couple of mishaps of these things happening. Like, it's going to happen. It's a brand new technology, but it's not that bad, man. They they (laughs) animate far too frequently for me. They should be changing when the action is not on in play. When there's a stoppage, you change the ads. You don't animate them mid-play and have them change. It's stupid, and I hate it. You do if you get paid the kind of money they're getting paid for those. Yeah, well... Fuck them. <laughs> I didn't think local broadcasts were doing it. I thought it was only a national broadcast. Thing, I thought but so everybody's too. doing it. Everyone, MSG, uh, Bally Sports, everybody. It sucks. I meant to say that last week and I forgot because I. You said it two. Hungry. You said it two weeks ago, but I hadn't seen I said it, it in two, action yet. I said it two weeks ago that it was happening. I hadn't talked about it like in in action and missed me with it um yeah thank you for letting me rant and going on my soapbox a little bit um we're gonna close out the show um we're gonna give everyone an opportunity to plug what they need to plug and also say thank you for joining us uh we'll start with you eric since yours is usually the most long-winded uh no i was gonna keep it simple uh andrew thomas just somebody every time i'm on the show he's the best left tackle in the league just every time he needs more respect I'm going to hold you to that. You now have to say that every time you're on the show during the NFL season. Yeah, that's my plug is Andrew Thomas. That That's that's my dude. All right, and let's go over to Joe. Uh, yep, uh, this week I'm going to be plugging cardio. Um, <laughs> turns out it's good for you and your body. Uh, if you don't get 10,000 steps a day, go ahead and try. Um, you never know. What might happen? You just might have fun. Cardio. Not Cardi B. Cardio. Cardi O. Correct. Got it. Boo. Sorry. Had to uh, Had to go with it. Um, Joe is always here for the people. Joe is a man of the people. He wants to see people do well. He wants to see people live long lives. So if you help the environment and yourselves, you'll live a long life. Brian. I'm going to plug the existence of the mute button, Ryan. I don't know what was just happening, but you were like ruffling around and we could hear everything that was happening. And yeah, my computer was going to die and my wire was stuck underneath the chair. So I'm going to plug the mute button. I'm also going to plug the nerd life network, youtube.com slash nerd life net. That's it. Cool. Uh, Apologies for that last little bit. Yeah. My computer did not have it plugged in from the beginning. Like I normally do. Caused some technical difficulties with the sound there. Um, but yeah, you know, Nerd Life Network, plugging that. The social media at, uh, at Podcast AOF on Twitter, Instagram, Agents of Field Podcast, YouTube, subscribe, like, rate, review, wherever you get podcasts and on the YouTube page. I would also like to plug Ghostbusters. No, you're yeah. not allowed to because that movie stinks. Um, but until next time, We will see you on the basketball court. As a resident idiot up here, I will tell Draymond this. Number one, he was 100% wrong. But if you 
Now, see, this is an idiot back here. <laughs> uh, you can't go around. You can't go around punching coworkers.